What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. She partner. We got two guests today instead of the usual three with us again. Uh, as always, Justin the Russian Concussion Mascaro. Good evening. And Brandon Barrero. Howdy. Returning. How you, how you, how you feeling coming off of a, uh, you just got a, just got a dub with the, the Army under. Yeah, I knew it was going to be the under the whole time. So, episode 99 of Big Easy Bets brought to you by Prediction Strike. Stop what you're doing. Go to the App Store, download Prediction Strike, or go to the website, www.predictionstrike.com. Use the promo code BIGEASYBETS, all one word. There's a lot of COVID going around the NFL right now. A lot of no-name guys that might be uh, getting a lot of production in the league this week. So, find who those guys are. They're going to be pretty cheap. Buy low, sell high, stock market for NFL football players. Nothing more needs to be said. Use the promo code Big Easy Bets, all one word. They will match your free athlete share of twenty dollars or more. Episode ninety nine. One more until we hit the century mark. Um, and I guess we can just talk about the biggest thing that happened this week, and that was the fact that not that I fucking got shit canned in bowl games. That uh, the Saints did what they seem to always do to Tom Brady and absolutely shit on him in a 9 and nothing victory. Um, you would think that they would like, because that's what they're like, okay, are the Saints tanking? Do we tank for a draft pick? You would think that they told Taysom Hill that we're tanking, and then they didn't tell the defense the same thing because the defense played unbelievably incredible. Taysom Hill sucks. So I don't know how, how many times we got to have that conversation, but – uh, what what were you what were your biggest takeaways from the game? I mean, I feel like it's obvious, but um, uh, well, I, I needed Tom Brady to do more. Oh yeah, we can talk about that too. So, bam, go ahead and uh, tell tell everybody what happened in fantasy this week. Yeah, so I ended up fighting my way back, making the playoffs, and me and Von Brick over there played each other, and not a, <laughs> not a good showing from your team, Nick. But at least you ain't got to go to the Waffle House. One one of the one of the lesser that's the worst scored weeks. The worst I've ever seen anybody do. Yeah, I, and he didn't even really have anybody out. That's what I was looking like. Well, obviously we know what Tom Brady didn't do shit. Well, but out. Oh well, that's right. Yeah, but from last week though, I mean, didn't you put up decent numbers last week? Yeah. And you had the same people. So Jamar Chase got one. He had one catch. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one catch for three yards. Uh, so yeah, that was very unfortunate. So Nick's out of the fantasy football playoffs now. Me and Bam play each other this I week. Say I got you this week. Yeah. Okay. What happened last time we played? Uh, I don't know. What, <laughs> how many How many times have you won the league? Once. Yeah, that was a fluke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nine and nothing win for the Saints. Uh, a pretty unbelievable performance from the defense. I would say probably a top three defensive performance that I've ever seen um, in my lifetime. One of the other ones was last year when we played Tampa in Tampa. Um, but, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, and they would have been shut out then, but them bitches. Yeah, took a field goal. Took a field goal in the game when they were down thirty-eight. Or I know. I was in. That, that was know, last year. I was in Tampa for that one. Huh. I saw since Tom Brady's been on the Bucks, they've had we beat them four times, right? Yes. And each time we beat them with a different quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. It's no secret that I think the Saints were my lock when we played them in the dome. Uh. Obviously, I wasn't expecting Jameis to get hurt, but. We're Tom Brady's worst matchup. Tom Brady hates interior pressure. So if you can pressure him up through the middle in his face, he hates that. Uh, And we've got good defensive tackles. But hats off to Cam Jordan. Uh, The best game he's had all year by far. So two sacks, forced a fumble when Brady scrambled out the pocket. It really – it was – it was. Not a single person on the defense played bad. Paulson Adebo, that's what I was talking about him. He stepped up in a big way since his first couple weeks with the rookie struggles and all of that. You haven't really heard his name, and that's always a good thing when it when it's a, a defensive back. So uh, Marshall Lattimore did what he does to Mike Evans, who then faked a hamstring injury so he could uh, not have to just get locked up all game. Godwin tore his ACL, eye for an eye. Um, <laughs> Fournette. On that play, I was like, that looked like he, I said, my tour is growing. And then all of a sudden he's limping off the field. I said, okay, we're taking them all out. Um, playoffs are still alive. Got to see what happens there. But I, Tom Brady's a whiny little bitch. He just is. I know he's your fantasy quarterback. So, well, not anymore. That's true. Um, like, that's what I put on Facebook. Like, if, if anybody else acted like that, the, the yelling at the officials, yelling at his linemen, telling Nielsen to go fuck himself, our, our D-line coach. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. And then slamming the tablet. Like, what are you doing? This isn't even the playoffs. Like, why are you acting like a little whiny bitch? Like, have you ever seen Drew Brees act like that? No, but it's like the frustration was so deep because they they got beat by only nine, like, with the other team scoring nine. No, I understand. So it's like, it was because they literally couldn't do anything. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I totally. And he's totally not used to that I know. being the case. But it's like, you've been in the league so fucking long. You're Tom Brady. You've won seven Super Bowls. And you're throwing a temper tantrum. So, I don't know. I thought, and, and like I said, if Lamar Jackson does that or if Odell does that, which it's different circumstance because Odell's not a quarterback. But if Lamar Jackson does that, everybody's chastising Lamar Jackson. Like, but with Brady, it's, oh, he's a fiery competitor. Like, no, he's a whiny little bitch. Like, it is what it is. So. I thought it was funny when he got sacked and he starts punching the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he starts beating the ground up. (laughs) I hope one of these days they let C.J. Gardner-Johnson get mic'd up. Oh, I just want to hear what he has to say that makes these teams fall apart. They'll never do it. But, yeah, that was, like, that was an all-time moment whenever he, uh, folded his arms and and stared Brady right in the face. That was uh that was awesome. So, all right. Um yeah, episode 99, first week of bowl season is in the books. Uh fucking rough week for me. Um right around 500 week for Nick and Justin, Nick being just above 500, Justin being just under it. I'll just go down the list on mine real quick. Um if I can even fucking remember Toledo minus 10 uh, was a bad pick. The under 51 and a half. 
I want to say it hit the over in the last minute, last drive, touchdown, back right corner of the end zone. Uh, fucking very unfortunate. Coastal Carolina minus 10.5. They went by six. The difference in this game was a roughing the punter penalty right before the end of the first half. They end up allowing NIU to go march down the field and score versus getting the ball back and potentially scoring themselves. Uh, there was a fumble late in that game after Lombardi scrambled. Coastal scoops it. His own player tackles him to the ground. I have no fucking clue why, acting like the game was over. They end up giving the ball back to NIU. Uh, but Coastal wins by six. App State minus three. Who'd App State play again? Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky never was really close, if I remember. They couldn't stop them for fucking. I mean, it was close in the beginning, but um, they couldn't, yeah. They, it was never close of them getting a stop. Yeah. Fres- <laughs> Fresno minus 11 and a half. Don't remember who they played either. I just remember uh, Hayner. Uh, transferred, entered the portal, then came out of the portal, came back, and whatever. They win, I believe, but don't cover the 11.5. Started out 0-5. Fucking terrible. Um, Then we kind of rallied off a couple wins there. UAB plus 7 over BYU. Liberty minus 9.5. They're just in a different class than Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan sucks. I had the under 58.5 in this one. We were talking about it on the podcast. I said, I don't see Eastern Michigan scoring more than three touchdowns. They scored 20 points exactly. And, I mean, really, they had 13 for the majority of the game. Um, Completely outclassed by Liberty. Liberty hit the over basically by themselves. Um, Utah State and Oregon State under 67.5. This hit by a mile. Uh, Utah State played some good defense again. So, this is a team that... Really got clicking at the right time, and they went outright um, as, what were they, over a touchdown dog, went outright. Uh, ULL Marshall under 55 and a half. Um, So this, I I added UL as well. We ended up going to the game. Um, So I added UL minus four. They win by double digits, I believe, and then the under ended up, the over hit with like a minute left. They, UL scored a touchdown to secure the cover, uh, but it in turn hit the over. So there was a chance to, for it to be a double winner there. Um, but when we needed them to get six yards on a run, they got 16 yards on a run and and quickly got into uh, Marshall territory. Old Dominion plus nine and a half was a bad pick. Um, but actually, no, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I was getting fucked left and right all week. Uh, they throw what is inevitably going to be a touchdown. Right as he's about to cross the goal line, the ball gets fucking punched out, goes out the back of the end zone for a touchback. And then I want to say, didn't they still have another drive to go down and cover the number? Yeah. So oh, that, that one was extremely frustrating. Uh, Wyoming minus three. That's what we said. The ground game was going to be too much, and it was. The quarterback set, I think, a fucking record, uh, a rushing record. So uh, UTSA minus two and a half. They got outclassed big time. Under 49 was never in play. That was a late ad as well. I didn't know that UTSA's running back was going to decide to declare for the NFL draft, uh, but he did. Army minus three and a half. We just got done watching it. Army had a five or six point lead uh, with upwards of seven minutes left. They got the ball, I think, three times in a row. After getting stops, had a chance to go put a drive together to put the game away. Couldn't do it. Give the ball back to Missouri. Their coach goes heavy prevent defense, allows them to just dink and dunk nine yards of play down the field, and then Missouri throws a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Army didn't deserve to win that football game if you're going to go out like that, uh, but they in turn turn right back around, go get in field goal range, kick a field goal for the win. They win by two on a three-and-a-half-point spread. 
The coach is a fucking moron. I hope he gets fired, and I hope he gets dishonorably discharged. Um, five and eleven on the week from me. It was a shit week. Uh, Nick, you had twelve plays. Toledo minus ten. Um, the Middle Tennessee went out right. Justin, you remember? Yeah, yeah. Middle Tennessee won out right. Then we had Coastal minus ten and a half. Um, yeah, like Logan said, it was Coastal. I don't know. I felt like they were in control of the game. It was just like NIU kept hanging in there for the longest. And then when Coastal finally got a stop, roughing the punter, 15 yards, it extended the drive, and that ended up being the difference here. Um, Fresno State minus 11.5, kind of the same situation. Every time Fresno State seemed like they were going to pull away, UTEP ended up scoring. Um, Utah State plus 7, they won outright. Uh, Bonner actually went down in this game, and the backup came in and played pretty well. Um, yeah, so we didn't get to watch this because we were on our way to the New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, App State minus three against Western Kentucky. App State's defense is uh, non-existent. Mm-hmm. Liberty minus nine and a half. They blow out Eastern Michigan. UL minus five. This was a close game for the most part. Um, UL. They went down like ten. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Um, in the first half. You missed a good portion of this game. Nah, I, I was there. <laughs> um, no, they Physically. they they went up ten nothing, and then Marshall scored two touchdowns or something. Anyway, UL won by fifteen. I thought they were down. Was it fourteen to seven? They were down. I thought it was seventeen to seven, but maybe it was fourteen to seven because uh, they let Marshall. Well, it was fourteen to ten. It was fourteen to ten. Yeah. Well, so then it was probably fourteen to seven before that. Then UL went up ten nothing. Did they? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because then they were. I know they gave up. Then was it seventeen to ten? I'm pretty sure they were. We were down at least a touchdown going into halftime. I thought. Yeah, we might have. Um, because they gave up two like seventy yard touchdown runs. Yeah, for some reason I feel like they were down two at halftime. Two was or it? maybe up two, maybe sixteen. I don't know. We were down when I, I remember and, being like the first half spread was in play, but it was like barely off. So if you did bet it. Okay, uh, I'm a dub- I want to double check just for my fuck, just for my refresh my memory. We were there. You think we would fucking know? Yeah, halftime. UL was up sixteen fourteen. Okay, so they went down fourteen to ten, and then kicked two field goals. Yeah, but they went down. So the Marshall came out and scored to make it twenty one to sixteen, and then that was the last that Marshall that, yeah. that Marshall scored for the remainder of the game. Yeah, so UL, um, actually I went to use the bathroom when they were about to score. I was shitting. And um, <laughs> they freaking, I hear the crowd go nuts, so I know they scored the touchdown. Well, I get done, and I come out, and then they're about to score again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they fumbled. And then I went and threw up tater tots, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, go Cajuns. Um then we had UAB plus seven. UAB won outright. This game went pretty much how we thought it was going to go with UAB being able to run the ball. BYU ran the ball well, though, as well. But um, seven was way too many of this. They won outright. Um, Old yeah. Dominion plus nine and a half, Logan told you. The freaking idiot trying to stroll into the end zone, not knowing somebody's coming yeah, from pull, right behind him. He pulls him. up like it's a walk-in. Yeah. You fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> Wyoming minus three. This was my lock. Run the run run. There was like... A record for um, amount of yards by both teams in this game. 
There was yeah, something like it, it was twelve hundred yards. Potato bowl records. Yeah. 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 Um, UTSA minus two and a half. Uh, dude, Lucas Johnson lit it up. Three hundred over three hundred yards and three touchdowns. I no wish picks. Brookshire was playing, um, but he wasn't. Missouri plus three and a half. They almost won outright, but Army kicked a time expiring field goal. Yep. That was one one drive, and that, that was the difference in that game. Could have went fucking either way. Um, all right, Justin, you had 13. I mean, we pretty much have gone over yeah. everything. Um, but which one stood out to you? You got any takeaways from them? Um, yeah, I mean, the NIU and the Coastal game, uh, the over, I want to say they scored close to 90 points in that one. And then, uh, like you said, the Liberty and the – Eastern Michigan uh, over Liberty almost scored that by themselves, and then uh, the Army game that we just watched. I mean, mm-hmm. that one was super frustrating. Yeah, I mean, fucking run the ball up the goddamn middle. Stop giving it to your little bitch ass quarterback to run to the outside. Like you have, you have a fucking literally the second coming of the fridge in the backfield. Hand him the football, <laughs> dudes. Dude's unstoppable. He really is. Like he he ran one dude over. Like he didn't want a touchdown, but he got down at like the two and like just completely demoralized that one safety. Like like it was fucking brutal. Um. So yeah, five and eleven for me. Not the fucking start we wanted. Um. For bowl season, unbelievably bad. But we got screwed on Toledo, Middle Tennessee under Coastal Carolina got fucked. Um. What else? Old Dominion got fucked. ULL Marshall fucking one play is a difference in that one. So the ball, I'm ready for it to start bouncing my way. So I don't know who I got to ask. Um, but if anybody's fucking listening in control of that, I'm, I'm ready for it now. We can stop fucking around. 5-11 uh, and 11 on the week for me brings me to 79-90 and 90 and 3. 9-8 and eight in my locks of the week. Nick went 6-5. and five. That brings him to 66-59-2. and two. Eight and nine in his locks of the week. Justin went six and seven. That brings him to 68, 76 and two, 10, six and one in his locks of the week. So uh, we look ahead from Wednesday to Wednesday. Bam did not pick every bowl game. I told him he didn't have to, but he said, uh, I, th- I got two plays for college football, two plays for the NFL. So he feels very confident in them. Sweet. And I already, been on a tear lately. Not gonna lie. Yeah, he said he's he said he's on fire. Um. All right, I guess we will uh, start it off. I fucking need a miracle. Um, the Frisco Football Classic: North Texas versus Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio is two and a half point favorites, or did it move? Yeah, that's what I got. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go. Go ahead. Um, both of these teams have decent defense. North Texas strength is rushing the football, whereas Miami of Ohio has more of a balanced attack. The biggest question is, uh, will Miami of Ohio be able to slow down North Texas running the football? They, North Texas's rushing attack averages 246 yards per game. That's fourth in the nation. Um, I'm going to bet that that Miami of Ohio gets enough stuff, slows them down just enough to make their – their quarterback have to make some tough plays on third down. So I'm going to roll with what I think is the better quarterback and Brett Gabbert and Miami of Ohio. I'm going to say that 
the Mac gets their first bowl win. Okay. Tomorrow. I am on the opposite side. Um, with the exception of Army, I feel like the rushing teams have kind of prevailed so far, at least in this first week of bowl season. Um, you've got, after losing six straight games, North, Tex- North Texas railed off um, five straight wins to become bowl eligible. On that five-game win streak, North Texas is averaging 283 rushing yards per, per game and are 50% on third-down conversions just in that win streak to get them bowl eligible. And like Nick said, the question is, can Miami and their 64th-ranked run rushing defense contain North Texas's ground game? Um, I'm going to bank on no because I, I can't stand to sit there and watch a team get bodied in the trenches and have the other team just control the clock again. Um, if they are able to stop the rushing attack, then North Texas is fucked because their quarterback's bad. Um, it's another two conflicting styles. Felt like this was one of the tougher games to pick. Uh, it's, but it's the first year of the Frisco Bowl. It's a half hour away from North Texas campus. So it's not going to be – it's essentially a home game for North Texas. We'll see how many people from Ohio are making the trip. I'll take I'll take North Texas. Um, yeah, it's the second Frisco Frisco Bowl. Is it? I thought it's yeah, the um, inaugural year. Well, it's the Frisco Football Classic. The Frisco Bowl was actually UTSA and – um, whoever they lost, when was San that? Diego last year, yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. Well, for this bowl, it's like they the, added this bowl yeah. because yeah, I, was there say, was, I thought this was the newest bowl game. Yeah, yeah. For, okay, for this particular one, it's the inaugural year, so it's the first year. Um, but yeah, I mean, a half hour away from North Texas campus. Um, I thought you go with North Texas just out of paying homage what they did for you on March Madness. Nah, <laughs> Justin, which side <laughs> are you on? Um, I'm on North Texas as well, plus two and a half. Uh, like Logan said, this is basically a home game for them. Uh, this will actually be the first time these two teams have ever played each other, and this is the newest bowl game. Um, North Texas is coming into this game on a five-game win streak, and they had an impressive win over UTSA. Uh, they're led on the ground by DeAndre Torrey, who had 1,200 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns, and I think he'll have his way against Miami of Ohio. So, Bam, I know you're not on it, but if you had to pick a side, which side would you go? Well, I had it earlier, and I kind of double-guessed myself. Uh, but I had North Texas just because Miami, Ohio, mm-hmm. and that's the fake Miami. <laughs> Kelly before gave Pam all of, her sh- all of her jackets and shit. Talking in the mic, damn it. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I forgive but you. But, yeah, uh, got to roll with basically the home team here. And you've been on fire lately. Yeah. So if I'm not too sure about it, I'm not going to take it. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a tough one to pick. I mean, it's, like it, it's complete almost. It's complete opposite style of teams. Um, but North Texas has kind of found a defense on this, on this win stretch. So um, the third down conversions are going to tell the tale. So they're, com- they're 40 out of 80 on third down on this win streak. So 50% on, in the games that – Miami of Ohio struggles. They typically do very bad on third down conversions. So keep them behind the chains, uh, pin the ears back on the D line and get after the quarterback. And we'll see what happens. Um, All right. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, UCF versus Florida. This is another one that's interesting. Uh, Who wants to go first? I'll go first this time. Go ahead. Um, I'm taking UCF plus six and a half. I actually Uh-oh. got it at seven currently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is at seven. Um, 
Florida has definitely had a strange year, and they barely got into this bowl game. Mm-hmm. But if there's one person that does know Florida, it's Gus Melzon, who's at UCF. Um, the Gators are going to be without Zachary Carter, Carter, who declared for the draft and led the team in sacks. Yep. Quarterback Anthony Richardson is hurt, so I actually like Emory Jones starting because I think he sucks. Yes. <laughs> and he announced that he's transferring after this game. Yes, I agree. So um, he's playing, but he's transferring as well. Yeah, so so they are without Zachary Carter, star D lineman going to the draft. They're also without Jacob Copeland, their number one receiver. They're, he entered the transfer portal. And then also uh, Muhammad Diabate, their leading tackler on the defense, is also out entering the transfer portal as well. Yeah, Emory Jones said he's going to play and then said he's bouncing as well. So that's a weird dynamic. Um, you're not Your heart's not fully going to be in it if you're already looking at the open door. So I mean, it could also be an uh, um, audition, though. That's true. Yeah, but I think he sucks dick. So uh, I've said it over and over again. So I'm not, I can't go away from it now. I think this is a good opportunity for Gus Malzahn, first year at UCF, uh, Dylan Gabriel, Obviously isn't playing and is going to enter the transfer portal, but he's been out for quite a while with an injury. Uh, this is a good chance for him to end this season on a high note, him being Gus Malzahn. They're getting Isaiah Bowser back uh, from injury. He averages over four yards a carry. He's got seven touchdowns on the year. Will or They're expected to get him back. It's not a guarantee. Um, there's just a lot of question marks on the Florida side of the football. Obviously, it's an SEC school. It's one of the top. SEC schools, so their backups aren't going to be scrubs. But when you lose your leading tackler, your number one receiver, uh, your quarterback's on his way out the door, and then obviously we know their coach got fired. Um, Billy Napier's not on the sidelines yet, of course. But I don't know. There's a lot of question marks on that side, whereas I feel like there's some security on the UCF side. Uh, I'm going to go with the Golden Knights as well, plus seven. Yeah, I'm rolling with Florida here. My biggest concern is uh, how disciplined will they be as far as penalties are concerned. They're, they've been penalized a lot lately. Um, but all, I just think there's so much more talent. They have so much more talent, even with the backups. They they recruit top 20 recruiting classes in the nation every year. So I honestly I think this is a, one of the biggest talent disparities out of all the bowl games uh, i think florida can win big here i'm going with florida minus seven okay fam which side would you lean i actually think i might take florida okay i might add it just because it's just sec school they play the hardest teams in the you know the nation weekend week out it's kind of like swinging a baseball bat with a donut on it you know who judging by that right there two out of the last four uh SEC teams to be beaten or to win, UCF. if I interpreted that right, was UCF. Huh. That was a sign right there. Wait, what did they say? Uh, that the last four SEC team of the last four SEC teams to lose to a non-Power 5 school was UCF. Two, UCF won two of those four. Yeah, they beat Auburn. I don't know who else. That was the beat. one I saw, and then they were on – on the other one. Uh, but, yeah, that whatever. That's just a sign to take UCF. That was the um, year they were undefeated. Yeah. Beat Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Me and Justin on UCF. Uh, Nick is on Florida, and Bam would lean Florida as well. The easy post-Hawaii Bowl, Memphis versus Hawaii, plus eight and a half. Um, who wants it? 
I could take it. Okay, go ahead. I'm all over this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Memphis minus eight and a half versus Hawaii. Uh, the reason I say that is because they almost got the same like rushing yards per game. It's not really that much different with Memphis rushing the ball on average 136 yards and Hawaii rushing the ball 142 yards. But in this game, Hawaii's quarterback and running back are both not playing because of the stupid transfer portal bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Memphis passing is 26th in the nation versus Hawaii's 58. I just think it's going to be too much. Give yeah, me Memphis yeah, but, minus but, eight and a half. So Hawaii's 58 kind of goes out the window when their quarterback's no longer playing. Exactly. It gets even worse, and their running game gets even worse, too. Um, Yeah, like Bam said, Cordero is transferring his backup, uh, Braden Schrager, who in a small sample size uh, didn't look very good. Threw for 615 yards, two touchdowns, five interceptions, uh, 60% completion percentage is not terrible, but uh, the two to five touchdown to interception ratio sucks. And then, like he said, also transferring starting running back Day Day Hunter, 651 yards, averaging over six yards a carry, three touchdowns. Um, even though he's transferring, they do still have capable backs out of the backfield. Um, they've got. Diedrich Parson, 618 yards, over five yards of carry, eight touchdowns, and then playmaking, wide receiver, running back. I don't know what they really list him as. Calvin Turner uh, has 316 yards rushing, over four yards of carry, eight touchdowns, also has like 70 receptions and another like six touchdowns there. I'm going to take the under 55 and a half um, just because of the question marks at quarterback. They might try to lean on the run a little bit more. Um, and I'm interested to see if y'all are on a side. So, you want to go? I'll wait. You can You're go. Only taking the under? I'll wait. Hmm? You're only taking the under. I'm on the under currently. Okay. Because I haven't, I haven't made my mind up for right. this one. I have my mind made up. All right, go ahead. Um, Hawaii had put together some impressive wins this year, like most recent win over Wyoming and almost a win against San Diego State. But they'll be without the quarterback uh, Cordero as he entered the transfer portal. So, true freshman Braden Shager, Shager. Shager will start. And if you're leaning Memphis, I think this will sway you a little bit more because he is not that good. In six appearances, he has thrown for 615 yards, two touchdowns, and five picks. But Memphis will be without Calvin Austin the third as he opted out to prepare for the draft. But I'm still taking Memphis, minus eight and a half. Y'all know where this game is being played. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's a different time than they're normally playing it. Do you know where this game it's is being seven. played? Seven. Yeah, give me Hawaii plus eight and a half. It's on the I'm island. I'm gonna go with Hawaii. It's on the and island. And the reason is is because uh, Hawaii's the only team with a losing record that's playing in a bowl game. You don't bet against Hawaii on the island in the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> Trust me, I did it, and you I don't bet on. Bet <laughs> I bet on Zach Wilson and BYU, and they, <laughs> dude, Hawaii had the most magical game there's ever been. There's going to be magic here. The question is, do they have enough? Do they have enough playmakers? Do they have enough pineapples? Calvin you all know it. They do. There's two things you don't do in college football bowl season. You don't bet against UL in the New Orleans Bowl, and you don't bet against Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. Yeah, I, it's I on could. the island. This is too many points. Memphis just to me is not that good. Then they're without their best wide receiver, like Justin just said. Stoops is gone, right? It wasn't Mark Stoops, Memphis's coach. You definitely wouldn't. I don't know why I'm looking over there. Um, I'm pretty sure Stoops is out. So 
that's a that's a big deal as well. Yeah, it's just the biggest thing is that Memphis just they haven't really impressed me so far this year. And Hawaii doesn't either, but it, they do always play well in Hawaii. And this one's yeah. in Hawaii, so Memphis I can't is, bet against We them. saw it with Toledo in the Bahamas. Memphis is going to go down there, and they're going to be doing the luau and trying to eat all the pineapples, but they're not going to give them the good pineapples. So all the good pineapples are going to be consumed by Hawaii and the, rain, the Rainbow Warriors. So you don't bet against Hawaii on the island. Hawaii plus 8.5 and, and the under 55.5. Which side would you lean, Bam? I already said Memphis minus 8.5. I'm uh, on this game. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Bam's all over this game. Good. Good. You on the over? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, you should consider it. Um, but in all seriousness, I think that the bigger thing here for Hawaii is that they still have their best player, in my opinion, Calvin Turner, and the defense. A lot of those key players are still intact. So yeah, let's put um, it this way: if Calvin Turner was opting out, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of this game. I'm I'm hammering so, the under, and I'm out of this. I think that the defense, even if they Hawaii struggles to move the ball, I think the defense can still keep this one fairly close. Okay. Um. All right, the Tax Act Camellia Bowl, Georgia State versus Ball State. Last I saw, Ball State was six-point underdogs. Is that still true? That is still true. Okay, who wants it? Y'all got any words on it? Is anyone opting out of this game? I didn't see it, but I can confirm for you Um, in just a second. So, Bam, you're on this game, are you not? I am. Well, speak uh, up, then. So, I'm taking Georgia State minus six Okay. versus Ball State. Uh. I just think Georgia State runs the ball a lot better. 225 rushing yards versus average 135. If you can run the ball well, you control the game. It opens up the pass when you run the ball well. Give me Georgia State minus six. Okay. Um, Nick or Justin, do I, are either one of y'all – I mean, obviously we're on it. Are either one of y'all on that side? No. No? Okay. I could be persuaded. Um, right now I'm just taking the under at 51. But uh, I may pick a side. Okay. Uh, let me find out for you real quick if there is any significant opt-outs or news like that. No, there's not. No no um, big-time news. Yeah, so it's like uh, Georgia State started this, this year off really slow. They kind of turned it around toward the end. Uh, they, they're a good running team, like Bam said, whereas Ball State's more of a balanced attack with an experienced quarterback, Drew Plitt. Um, Ball State's defense isn't as good as it was last season when you remember when they won the MAC and then they dominated in the bowl game against San Jose State. Mm-hmm. But although although both of these defenses are bad, Georgia State's defense has improved in the second half of the season. But I'm going to be honest, six seems like too much here for um, still a defense, in my opinion, that – the stats are a little bit inflated down there in the stretch, just going against weaker competition. If you look when they went against Coastal, they got lit up. They won the game by two, but there was eighty over 80 points scored. Um, I think that Ball State can definitely keep this one within a touchdown for sure. Okay. Justin, which side are you leaning to, Jordy say? Um, I know, okay, you said you're on the under, but you're considering you can be persuaded to a side? I think I'm just going to stay with the under. Okay. Um why not the over? Didn't you just say last time they played over eighty points were scored? I'm saying when they when ball when even though Georgia State's defense they they looked improved in the second half, when they've played good offenses, they've struck they still struggle. Like when they've played coastal, coastal ran the ball for a whole lot of yards and they scored forty points. So 
Georgia State did find a way to win that game, but it was only by two. So you you are taking Georgia State? No, I'm taking Ball, Ball State. State. I think I okay yeah I think I kind of would lean Ball State because earlier in the year Ball State played Army, and I mean they played them really well, and I think they won that game. Yeah, right. It was um, close. And I mean they've had a couple weeks to prepare for this game, and Georgia State is somewhat like Army. I mean they just run the ball nonstop. So I feel like if you have a couple weeks to prepare. Just for the run, they're probably not as disciplined as I've well, yeah. seen them a ton as, as much. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I feel like of the two, I would say Georgia State's probably the less disciplined of the compared to Army. Oh, so, definitely. So, I once referred to this team as the the state penitentiary. <laughs> so yeah, I would. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Vol State as well. Uh, it does worry me a little bit because that was my thought process with the North Texas game was kind of go with the team that can control the ball, control the ground game, run the clock, all of that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take Ball State as well, plus six. And we'll see what happens. I like that. I'm the only one. Oh, yeah. That's right. You were all over Georgia State too. Oh, yeah. Um, good. All right, the so this one's interesting. The quick lane bowl, Western Michigan versus Nevada. Nevada, last I saw, was plus six and a half, unless that changed as well. Yeah, that's it. Um, Carson Strong is out for Nevada. Yeah. So right off the bat, I'm going to go with Western Michigan minus six and a half. I'm also going to take the under 56. Nevada's an extremely pass-happy offense, and the loss of Strong will be uh, an experiment for that offense. So... The backup has only attempted twenty passes, and he's a senior. Nate Cox, six foot nine quarterback out of Lafayette. It was nothing but Carson Strong, and then a severe drop off. So, if you're a senior, if he was worth a shit, he would have transferred to a, somewhere else and and played. So, and if you're six foot nine and nobody's talking about you as a quarterback, you suck. You suck. So, yeah. I'm gonna you take your own Western Michigan. Yeah, I'm gonna take Western Michigan. I'm gonna take the under as well. I just feel like they don't run the ball for shit. So, if I remember correctly. No, they don't, but they they it's not like they can't, you know what I'm saying? They just were air raid their air raid team under with strong at the helm. No, I know, but that's what so yeah, they averaged 73 rushing yards a game, but yeah, like I mean, 365 passing yards, they were throwing it like crazy. Um but so the running back averages over 5 yards a carry, but stop him. Make the fucking the Sasquatch quarterback come in and, and light it up. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Western Michigan and the under. Which yeah, side are y'all in? No Carson Strong, dude. Nevada's toast, dude. Um, this is my lock <laughs> of the week, too, for, for Western Michigan. I mean, you got. I guess you kind of worry about a little backup magic, but that's definitely what they're going to need because – Oh, backup magic terrifies me. I hate it. Um, but, um, no, Carson Strong is the only reason that Nevada's, quite frankly, bowl eligible. Um if without him, they they would they would have a losing record for sure. I'm I'm certain about that. Um, Western Michigan's a good football team. Up and down season. Some games they come out and play well. Some games they come out and play uh, subpar. I mean, I think this is a chance for them to to finish a season up strong. Okay, Justin, which side are you on? Um, I'm on Western Michigan minus six and a half as well. Okay. Um, I think they're kind of a weird team. Like one week you think they're good, next He's week now at seven. Oh, it's seven. Why don't you shut the fuck up? How about that? <laughs> Are you sure? Because I got it at six and a half. 
Yeah, it's at six and a half, you dumb idiot. Look right there. <laughs> Stupid. Don't come in here and start trying to throw us worse fucking spreads. What's wrong with you? We'll find out. All right, continue, Justin. But yeah, the, uh, like one week you think they're good, next week they lose by 20. But I mean, they do put up 464 yards of offense a game, which is really impressive. And then obviously Carson Strong is out. So, um, yeah, taking Western right. Michigan. We got a consensus on Western Michigan with the points, and then I'm on the under. Bam, which side are you leaning? You uh, going to battle? Actually, Go Wolfpack? I'm actually throwing Western Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how you could say you were going to take Nevada after hearing that breakdown. Um, all right, keep it moving. Military Bowl, Boston College versus ECU. ECU plus three. Who wants it? I would like to hear one of you. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah, these first couple ones, they were, I had trouble. Oh, Oh, this is a fucking really tough week. Yeah. Um, But I I kept this one short and sweet, but I have a side already. already Yeah, I do too. I mean, Boston College has a good defense, more so against a pass. Eastern Carolina, that's their strength is really, they can run it, but I mean, their quarterback's definitely the strength of their team. They, um, Throw the ball well. I just – I don't know. I, I feel like if any team here gets – Boston College doesn't have the strongest offense, right? And right. then they're not going against the best defense. Um, this is a team historically that has struggled against the run, but I don't know. I feel like if any offense is going to get it going here, it's going to be East Carolina. Okay. And I don't like to do this taking like a a, a lower level. Like this is one of the lower level teams from the not – from the – Outside the Power Five going against a Power Five team, but um, I'm going to go with East Carolina plus three. Okay, we are opposites again. Um, Phil Jerkovic was hurt for the start of this year. Uh, there was talks about if he would leave. I don't really know why, where the fuck he's going. Um, but he came out and said that he is going to return next season to Boston College. His coach was fired up, was talking about him in the media, said this could be a Kenny Pickett situation. Um, didn't like where he felt like he was going to fall in the draft. For, by the grace of God, if he even got drafted, apparently. Uh, but he gives them the best chance of doing anything on the offensive side of the football. Your coach went to bat for you. Um, he showed flashes before, but so he's already committed to coming back uh, as his leading receiver, Zay Flowers. I think Boston College is going to be fired up to uh, get the next season off on a right track um, in this season on a high note with, I mean, your coach fucking putting relatively high expectations on the next season uh, to follow. So I'm going to take Boston college with the points. Uh, I need to see a lot out of Phil Jerkovich. So which side are you on Justin? Um, Yeah. I mean, this was a really tough game to pick, um, but I'm going with ECU plus three. Um, I didn't really have too much to say about this game. These teams stack up pretty nicely against each other. ECU has a good offense, and Boston College has a good defense, but I think ECU has played a little bit tougher teams, in my opinion, than Boston College. Um, and I just think ECU is just... I would disagree. Just like a, I would disagree from that standpoint. Um, I mean, they played Cincinnati, but Boston College played Wake Forest. Florida State sucks, but Georgia Tech's a solid team. Virginia Tech, Syracuse... Did they play Clemson? Too? They did play Clemson. They lost by six. Uh, they played Mizzou. 
But I don't know. I mean, they play. They're in the same conference, are they not? Who? Are these two teams? No, no. Boston College is ACC. Well, ECU plays similar teams then. Yeah, they are, they're the American, though. Okay. But, yeah, no, I would definitely say that uh, Boston College's schedule is tougher. But not as not as not as much as it would normally be. I think the ACC was a little bit yeah, so, subpar this year. So ECU's losses were App State, South Carolina, UCF, Houston, and overtime, and then Cincinnati. So all of those are – I mean, that's an SEC school. That's Cincinnati who's in the college football playoff. App State who – fuck them. But they start – they were – what we thought was good. And then I think Houston's pretty good too. So, but their wins, Navy, Memphis, Temple, USF, Tulane, Charleston Southern, and Marshall. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. Just looking at it, that's what I was like. I, I don't know that I would necessarily say that their schedule was tougher, but continue. That, that was it. Okay, so y'all are both on ECU. I'm on Boston College. Bam, which side would you lean? I would take Boston College in this one. Okay, good. Good. I don't know why, but I like the sound of that. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, a, it's one of those uh, stick out like a sore thumbs type of games. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what kind of game is that? Huh? Would it elaborate on that for me. Like, you know, when you're just looking at a, a spread or whatever, and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's going to hit. That Okay. I, I like, didn't know what yeah, you're talking no, about. I know exactly what you're talking every about. Time, this is one of those. Every time, also, I bet against uh Boston College I fucking lose the bet so okay good double, I'm a double flip good good double I'm loving I'm loving everything situation. I'm hearing right now um basically just do it for Wells Crowther so if they go tell the team that before the game then they're going to be all right um all right the ticket smarter Birmingham bowl you've got the number 20 ranked Houston Cougars taking on Auburn Auburn's two and a half point favorites Auburn is without Bo Nix, who is now transferring to Oregon, who they don't even know who their coach is. If I like, I, I would have been like, hey, Bo, um, if you're coming, don't say anything until we get our guy because you don't want to fucking make him not want to come. Um, and then they're without a bunch of other players that were listed. Uh, Sean Shivers, Elijah Canyon, Ladarius Tennyson, Caleb Johnson, Tashawn Manning. Nobody gives a fuck because none of them play. I don't even know why it was listed. Um I think Sean Shivers has like four carries on the year. Um, TJ Finley's obviously going to be starting under center for the War Eagle Tigers. I'm going to take the under 52. Houston, we thought had a good defense until they played Cincinnati um, and looked like bombs. But I feel like there's a lot of... I just don't believe in TJ Finley. I don't believe in Bo Nix either. Um Enough to hit the over, but I'm interested to see which side of the point spread that y'all are leaning, if y'all are at all. So, yeah, um, Houston they have they have had an impressive season. The defense is overrated in my opinion, and quite frankly, I've been way more impressed with their offense, especially Clayton Toon. Uh, but Auburn, on the other hand, they started off SEC play strong, kind of slowed down toward the end, and they played Alabama close in the Iron Bowl, went to overtime. I think coaching and talent's going to be the difference here. Um, I really, really, really like Brian Harson as a coach, and I also think that Auburn just more has more talent. So if if there is one team that I'm going to bet on here, it's definitely going to be Auburn minus two and a half. I think that they'll be able to run the ball just enough to take the pressure off of Finley and let him uh, have a little bit easier of a time. Yeah, Bigsby's playing as far as I saw. Yeah. 
Bam, what does that say right there? Say it into the mic. Jesus Christ. I have. <laughs> oh, my God. Boy in. <laughs> okay. You write like a three-year-old. <laughs> hey, they say the smartest people have bad handwriting. That's why your handwriting is fucking perfect. Um, it says, I love Brian Harson. I put a star next to it. And then I have Auburn minus two and a half with a question mark. So I'm going to take Auburn as well with the points. Brian Harson's a damn good coach. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the SEC is a step up. So I don't think that uh, – I, I, Houston, it, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, I think, on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm hoping not too much because I am going to take the under in this one too. So I think that Auburn's defense, um, as long as Smoke Monday is playing, I think they can uh, they can give Houston's offense some trouble. So, what a name. It's kind of like a home game too for Auburn. It is in Birmingham, yes. Yep. Which side are you leaning? Um, I went back and forth on the – side like a spread but uh i think i'm just gonna go with the under here okay um houston ranks in the top 15 in time of possession and they love to hold on to the ball for long drives and auburn hasn't looked that good in the last couple games um except for when they played bama but um the obvious thing is that bo nicks transferred to oregon so he will not be there uh might be a good thing but tj finley will start and auburn has lost the last four games that finley has started um, Houston has a really good defense. They're allowing only 106 yards on the ground. And on the offensive side, they average nearly 415 yards a game and finish the year 11-2. and two. And, um, yeah, that's about so it. So you are on the under? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I bet five unders last week. One, one of them hit. Um, another one should have hit. But, yeah, I have a problem where, like, I can't picture teams scoring the football, scoring points. I don't know what's going on. But it's like every time I look at a game now, I'm like, I could see them fucking up. Even in basketball, I'm like, yeah, I could see them getting on a cold streak. So, could be a problem. Uh, I haven't bet an over in fucking maybe even this all of this year. I don't know. Maybe because Ohio State screwed me. So, yeah, I did at least once. Uh, yeah, I... I I don't know. I don't have anything more to say on it. I'm going to take Auburn with the points and the under 52. Nick's on Auburn as well. Justin is on the under as well. Um, Bam, which side would you lean? Uh, I don't like that stat that they're 0-4 with TJ Finley. Yeah, they're playing the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dude was uh, playing a Ponchatoula. You think he's going I mean, in the put, fucking Brian put, Denny? Uh, he put um, He took Auburn to overtime against Alabama. Wasn't really yeah. his doing, but I'll yeah. probably take Auburn. Okay, good. I like that. Now, I think that this is like a a really good opportunity for them to take. Uh, is TJ Finley the future though? No, but uh, Brian Harson certainly is. Well, yeah, no, yeah, and that's that. That so was I think what, a loss like here I would said. be kind of like head scratching to me. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I I don't hate Houston. Don't get me wrong. I I still feel like Houston should have covered the number against Cincinnati in their conference championship. Um. But also their uh, all-American kick returner has opted out for the draft. Oh. So he is not playing. Can't remember his name, but dude. He's a good wide receiver, too. Yeah. Houston? Great kick returner, too. Yeah, he won us a bet yeah. uh, on a walk-off kickoff. So. Against him. Yep. That was, sure that was a great moment. Uh, we were at walk-ons. Um, all right. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl Air Force versus Louisville minus one. Minus one. Minus one or... 
1.5. Yeah, dependent. I see fucking, yeah. I don't know. Either one or one and a half. Um, Which side are y'all on? Air Force, number one rush offense in the country. Correct. The quarterback can throw it. Um, Air Force's defense is one of the best in the country as well. 288 yards per game. I think this Air Force is going to be able to control the clock against Louisville. Their Louisville's defense is just way too weak. And then I think that Air Force's defense is a good enough unit to uh, contain Louisville. So I'm going to roll with Air Force plus one. Me as well. I like Point his, five. I like Hezek Daniels a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm on Air Force as well. Justin, which side are you leaning? I'm on the over here uh, at 55. Um. They do throw it the most out of any of the service academies, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I remember last week we couldn't figure out who was leading the nation in rushing yards a game, and it's it's Air Force. No, I'm pretty sure I said it, I said Army was second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought we couldn't figure out who was one. I think y'all tried to say that Army was first because I thought that I had heard, I saw I could be wrong, but I thought I had said Army was second. Um, and then we I thought we confirmed it, but yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but I, it, we you know it's one of the service academies yeah. definitely. So you're on the over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they said Malik and McHale are both coming back next year for Louisville. So it's already committed to returning. Um, which side would you lean, Bam? Uh, I wouldn't really pick a side I have written down here. I would take the under okay. 55 and a half. Just seems like one of those games. Rushing team running the clock. Air Force Good does defense, lead the nation. in A um, bunch of three and outs. I like the under here. Okay. They lead the nation in what? Uh, time of possession. Okay. So that's the good biggest for the thing here is like, I don't know how many times Air Force, I mean, Louisville will be able to stop Air Force. Mm-hmm. And Louisville's offense is certainly capable of moving the ball. Um, but it's going to be whether Mikhail or Malik can uh, create what his legs and. Yeah, it depends who shows up, which one. I don't know which one's the better one, but one of them's better than the other. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. if he if he has a bad game, whatever they're calling him, if he has a bad game, then it's the other one who's good. But if it's like if it's Malik, if they're like, oh yeah, Malik Cunningham's under center and he's lighting it up, then Malik's the good one. So, um, good luck with that. I ain't rolling the dice with that fucking skit. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we're on Air Force. Justin's on the over. Bam's on the under. So. There's a shitload of games. Um, there is. They get harder and harder. I know. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, bury actually. myself this week. <laughs> um, it's like the, a game. Like, you're just trying to get through, like, next to the level. You know pretty much. Saying? Pretty much. That's how I feel. Um, and I'm on my last fucking life. AutoZone, Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech is nine and a half point underdogs. Last I saw, 90% of the money was on Mississippi State. That's my one my one nug, nugget that I'm throwing out there. Actually, I have two. But I'll do one of y'all want to go first? Um, no, this is like a question mark. Yeah. Um, I'm not on a side. I took um, the okay. over, so I mean, I'll go first if you want me to get out of the way. Go ahead. All right. Well, first things first, Mississippi State might be the worst team in the nation at running the ball, averaging only 67 yards a game. Um, I mean, even though Will Rogers have an amazing year, but 67 yards a game on the ground is still Well, so that's kind of like, what, what did we just talk about? Team with 70 yards? Uh, Nevada. Nevada. It's kind of like that. It's not that they necessarily are bad at rushing. They're it. running that it that they, a lot more this year than last year. I think last they year throw they it. were 40 yards. It's just they throw it so fucking much. They throw it. They run hurry up. They throw slant and fucking 
slant routes all goddamn but who day. Who was so. it that did that? Um, it was Western Kentucky. They started running it on App State, yeah. and they're like, "Now never run it." Yeah. And then they were ripping yeah. runs at fifty yards, yeah, thirty yards, yeah. Um, so so yes, stat wise, yeah, it looks bad, but it's a little skewed just because they they are throwing constantly. So, but that kind of plays into your overpick. So. Yeah. And then, I mean, Mike Leach is the coach, so, I yeah. mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And um, Texas Tech has had a quarterback carousel this year, but still managed to go 6-6 six and six and play a couple quality games. Um, I want to say te- uh, Mike Leach used to coach at Texas Tech. He did. I have a nugget on that as well. Yeah. So, um, I think he's going to run a, want to run it up on his old team. So, um, I'm going to take the over at 59.5 or – Wherever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's 50, yeah, 59, it's 59 and a half. And a half. Uh, yeah, I'm only under 59 and a half, but that's only because I can't see any game going over ever. It's a disease that I have. Um, so we'll see if it plays, if it works out for me this week. But so Mike Leach did coach at Texas Tech, and he's gone on record many of times in the media saying that Texas Tech still owes him millions of dollars from his tenure coaching there. So um, I'm going to take Mississippi State with the points as well. Uh, I'm expecting their defense, which didn't look very good against Ole Miss, but was trending in the direction of looking like a very solid defense up until that point. Uh, I'm going to hope that they can get back on track, hold Texas Tech, uh, make it a long day for them. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm going to take the Bulldogs and the under 59.5. Mike Leach is going to get his money's worth. So, Nick, which side are you leaning? Um, Yeah, I have written down, it's like, can Tech stop? Mississippi State at all. And I just think the answer is no. Yeah. So um you look at Texas Tech, their record six and six. They played some close game against quality opponents. Uh they beat Iowa State. They lost to Baylor only by three, but these are just the the way these teams are they match up is a little bit different. When they play high powered offenses like Texas, they lost seventy to thirty five. Oklahoma, I think it was fifty two to twenty one. So I think that this is just a terrible matchup for them. And um, even though they've kept some games against quality opponents close, I just I don't know if they'll be able to stop them at all. And I think Mississippi State's defense is certainly good enough to hang uh, to stop them. So I'm going to roll with Mississippi State for sure. Okay, I'm switching to the over. I'm going to do it. Okay. Under's a lock now. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to take Mississippi State minus 9.5, got to win by 10. 60 points. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. God damn it. Somebody tell me which side to take, over or under. Bam. Uh, over or under? Under. All right. I'm stick gonna, stick I'm with gonna, your first. I'm going to stay on the over. Um, <laughs> 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 which side would you lean? I don't know. Mississippi State. Okay. No reason in particular, just. SEC reigns supreme. SEC is just top tier. You can't you, you can't ever overlook the SEC team unless it's fucking Mizzou. Because Mizzou sucks. Uh, but yeah, well, they just covered, so they don't suck that bad. God damn it. You're going with the over to the under. What would you think? I don't know, man. That's a tough one, but I'd go under. The under was my first choice. But Just I because I feel like everyone's always like, oh, let's take the – it's Mississippi State. Let's take I the know, over. And then they always go on. That's what I was thinking. And and if they do run it up on them, I could see it being like a 40 to forty to, 50, 40 to like 17 or 14 yeah. if they're going to blow them out. Like, 
fuck it. Give me the under. It was my original choice. Bam, tell me to take the over. Take you the over. Thank you. Okay. I'm gonna so take the under. under. Yeah. Um all right. Y'all are gonna have to take the lead on this one. UCLA versus NC State and the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Um NC State's one point favorites. This actually might be my lock. All right, go. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's another over. Over at 59 and a half. Both these teams have explosive offenses led by quarterbacks that are both having really good years. Uh, combined, these two teams are putting up 70 points a game and well over 400 yards a game. Um, the ACC had a couple of really good quarterbacks this year. So Devin Leary may have been a little overshadowed, but he still had about 3,500 passing yards to go along with 35 touchdowns, five picks, which is still really good. Yeah, he did. Uh, NC State's defense makes me a little worried since I'm taking the over because they're actually pretty good and don't allow too many points. But I still feel confident this will be a shootout. Yeah, UCLA's defense isn't terrible either. Um, But their offense has been rolling as of late though. So I'm probably going to take that over as well. I don't think I can take unders ever again now. Um, yeah, I mean, UCLA's la- is on a three game win streak and on that win streak, they scored 44, 62, 42. Um, NC state's won at least four out of their last five on that win streak. They have won. I mean, they've scored 34, 41, 28, 28. And then in a loss to wake, they scored 42. So I'll take the over as well. Um, I would, yeah, no, just going to take the over. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Which side are you leaning, Nick? Um, I have written down how much success can UCLA have running it against a good defense, but they do. They will give up some yards at times. Um, everything's telling me to take NC State here. I just think they're the better team mm-hmm. overall. Especially the quarterback play, that's the biggest discrepancy between these two teams. But for some reason, I feel like it's UCLA's time. Um, well, then that makes me feel better about the over. Yeah, it's such a hard game for me to pick right here. Like, this might be the hardest one out of oh, all of them. Oh, this is extremely tough, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Who's transferring to UCLA? There's a quarter To UCLA? Yeah, there's a good oh, quarterback transferring to UCLA. I am not sure. I could tell you if there's any um, news to report, and there is not. No coaching or personnel news to report as of now. Um, this bowl game is going to be at Petco Park in San Diego. Okay, Dylan Gabriel is he is really? actually transferring to UCLA, and that's interesting because uh, is DTR like he's, he's got to be a junior, right? Yeah, he's not a he's not like. Is he Out of even? eligibility. No, yeah, he's no, like he's playing ladies. the bowl in the bowl no, game. No, 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 no. I mean, like, does he plan on after the bowl game leaving? But I guess not. I mean, like, yeah. I'd be so shocked if he got drafted. No. He yeah, would He would transfer if he – Yeah. And for some reason – so I don't know. This is definitely a chance here. That, that's one of the reasons why I was leaning NC State. But I just feel like Chip Kelly – I feel like this is a year that they kind of turned it around but then stumbled – at times, I feel like this is a, a spot for them to finish a so-so season in the right direction. So I'm going to go with UCLA plus 1.5. Okay. Um, 
All right, so you're on UCLA plus one and a half, me and Justin on the over 59 and a half. Bam, which side would you lean? Uh, I would probably take the over two. Okay. Got any reason why? Or were you just you just got swayed in that direction? They both, you know, average around 35 points a game. They can keep that up. The over will smack. Okay. Weather is not a factor, I'm hoping. Um, but I have no idea, so... Uh, it's all right. It's in San Diego. Can't be That's that true. That's a good point, actually. Uh, guaranteed rate bowl, West Virginia versus Minnesota. Minnesota's four-and-a-half-point favorites. I have question marks by this. So, Yeah, yeah, this one sucks. I would lean Minnesota off the top of my head. but Yeah, it's like Minnesota's like figured out how to win and cover, but they're really just not that good. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, they're not They good. just figure they always it. The ball always seems to bounce in Minnesota's. Maybe that's a testament to, to P.J. Flack. It could be because it, it's not like it would be different if it happened once or twice. No, it's, it's happened this whole season where they they just find a way to win close games and, and cover. Um, West Virginia, they've had an up-and-down season, but uh, I, I don't know if they have enough offense. I, I like their running back, Letty Brown, but he's not going to be playing because everybody who is worth a damn at all opts out. So that kind of messes me up on this one big time because if he were playing, I definitely lean. I would lean West Virginia. Yeah. Um, so can I give you a, a, a nugget on this game? Yeah. Um, so a 2021 West Virginia offensive analyst, Kirk Carioca, uh, or Kai, Kirk Kairoka, don't know. Um, head coach PJ Fleck recently fired. Offensive coordinator Mike Sanford Jr. and replaced him with Carioca. So he previously served um, as the offensive coordinator from 2017 to 19, left, went to West Virginia, then came back. Um, current co-offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach Matt Simon will call the plays, but this dude could still come in and tell him all the shit. Yeah. So I feel like that's something to uh, – to consider, he knows West Virginia's offense. Minnesota wants to play defense. The over/under in this game sits at forty-five, so they're expecting it to be a defensive uh, battle, I guess, a low-scoring game. Yeah, that's uh, a good nugget. And then also, West Virginia lost three players to the transfer portal: linebacker Vendarius Cowan, offensive tackle Parker Moore, and wide receiver Isaiah Esdale. How much they contribute, I don't have a fucking clue because I haven't watched West Virginia very much. Um, I highly doubt they contribute that much, but I feel like it's a relatively that that's a that's gonna sway me to take Minnesota. I think, They're, yeah. So, <sighs> which side are y'all on? Yeah, give me Minnesota minus four and a half. That's just good. Somebody too, somebody too, needs to too take many nuggets to. Not eat them, you know. <laughs> it's just I, I have like I just feel like I don't. I feel like it could be close, but then I feel like I also could just be wrong again. Like I've I've been about Minnesota this whole year, but yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just shoot at the the over here. What it, I feel like 45, it's pretty low, 45. you know. It is fucking low. Um, yeah, it's like an NFL spread, and I'll take it too. Why not? Said over. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
This is a question mark game. But like Bam said, when you get that many nuggets in front of you, how can you not eat them? So, Justin, which side are you leaning? Yeah, this definitely is a question mark game, and this will probably be one of the more boring bowl games this year because neither team really lights it up. But, um, yeah, I'm taking Minnesota minus four and a half. See, this is going to be like, like I, I'm an under guy. All I do is bet unders until now. This is going to be the prototypical under game. This is going to be like a 13 to 7. Yeah, I usually always to bet 10, unders. 13 to 10 game. And it's going to be like like if I would have been on the under and set this week, I flip-flopped. I'm going to be sitting here watching this one, praying for points as they fumble on the goal line. All that shit that you pray for whenever you have the under. Yeah, buckle up. Um. All right. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Uh, I don't know who comes up with these fucking names, but SMU versus Virginia. Virginia is two and a half point favorites. Um, so one thing to consider with this game is that this is going to be Bronco Mendenhall's final game as the head coach of the Virginia Cavaliers. That's significant because he's been the coach for what feels like forever. So... I don't even know how long it's been, but it feels like he's been there forever. It's one of the all-time football names. Um, yeah, he, he's resigning at the end of this year. He's old. I don't even think he – no, he's not that old. So He's just done with it. I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, but Sonny Dykes is out for SMU too. So they're also going to have a new he go? coach. No idea. He's old, so he could be fucking going like to I hell. I think he went to uh, school to get his mask. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this is a little bit off topic, but we're talking about old coaches. Um, I don't know if y'all saw, but for the Duke's Mayo Bowl, yeah, they both head coaches agreed because Mac Jones, Mac, whatever the fuck his name is, dude from Texas in North Carolina. Matrix Mac. Mac uh, fucking. Well, I don't know his real name. What are y'all talking about? Who's North Carolina's head coach? Oh, Mac, Mac Brown. Mac Brown, yeah. Mattress Mac. <laughs> uh, agreed to <laughs> get a, a mayo bath after the game, whoever wins. Oh, yeah? That's gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. Um, yeah, okay. So, why don't they just... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I need um, to catch myself sometimes. <laughs> fill the Gatorade tub with uh, mayo. So, no. on the field... Uh, Reggie Robertson, Reggie Roberson, and Danny Gray opted out of the bowl um, for SMU after declaring for the NFL draft. So between the two, that's over. Christ, it's a, what? That's a hundred catches, fourteen hundred yards, and fifteen touchdowns between the two. There. Yeah, that's their best players. Yeah, they're out for the last two, three seasons. Did so you, did you already take this one? No, I didn't. No. Okay. So, uh, but I did have SMU written down. I'm going to Virginia now. Yeah, I'm going Virginia as well. I'm also taking the... Even though I don't like them. I'm taking the under 71. I can't... That's a lot of fucking points. It's a lot of points. 71. Bronco Mendenhall's a defensive name. Um, yeah, it's too many. It's kind of like that old Miss Bama game where it was like, oh, they're going to score 84 points, and they scored like 40. So it's a lot of points. You want to take the over in that? You're praying for a, you're play, praying for a lot of ball security. You're praying for uh, a lot of shot plays. Not me. I'm praying for long drives. I'm praying for red zone fumbles. 
all the stuff that everybody old school football. So yeah, uh, fumbling it out the end zone for touchbacks. Yep. Like yep. Um, old, old Dominion. Dominion. Yep, cost you the spread, cost you games. Yeah. Um. All right, what side are you leaning, Justin? Um, I'm on the under as well. Uh, Virginia can hang with any team offensively, and uh, the third in the country in yards per game, sitting at 515. But defensively, they might be one of the worst in the country. Then SMU has started. That does season. not sound very good for the under. <laughs> just, just wait. Just wait. Uh, SMU has started out the season uh, seven and zero, and then they lost the last four of five. And then they'll also be without um, Danny Grand, Reggie, Reggie Robertson. Yep. So give me the under here at 71 and a half. And this game is also at 10 a.m. And unders do not hit at 10 a.m. I do like that it's an early start. Um, where is this game? Fenway, it's in Boston? Yeah. All right, so they're not going to be getting wild the night before. But um, I want to say Boston has a pretty bad meth uh it problem though, they so have that could pl- COVID rules. that could play a factor. Well, I hope uh, Brian Armstrong, Brendan Armstrong, or whatever does some math. Well, let's hope the, the let's hope the SMU quarterback does math because we're also on Virginia minus two. Oh, and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mordecai is a meth dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, which side would you lean? Um, honestly, couldn't tell you. Did you not hear me about the crystal math? <laughs> <laughs> the way I see it, uh. SMU might be the better team here, dude. They're without the best of the best. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you mean? These players are going to be. On. These players are going to make plays in the NFL. What do you mean the way you see it? How do you see it? I'm just. You can't see anything. You couldn't even deep. read the paper that was right in front of your face. I'm just staying away from this game. I have no thoughts on it. Okay, well then stop elaborating on any no thoughts. Um. Yeah, it, it's Bronco Mendenhall's last game, so. Any relation to Rashad Mendenhall? I think so, yeah, Cousins. Uh, there's no way that he doesn't get a Gatorade bath, so you can take that straight to the bank. Um, all right, the new era of pinstripe. At this point, you shouldn't listen to a fucking single word I say, so I'm coming off of 5 and 11. So, um, New era of pinstripe bowl, Maryland versus Virginia Tech. Tech is plus 3.5. Uh, I'll let Nick go because he's a big Maryland guy, so you can go first. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Maryland minus three and a half. Okay. And um, it's probably going to bite me again. I'm taking Virginia Tech. The only thing I wrote down was that I hate Tua's brother. So. Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, Virginia Tech's defense, though, to me, it's it was it was playing good in the beginning of the year. It kind of fell off a little bit toward the end, but it's not bad. Burmeister's transferred. I don't know who Did plays. he transfer? Yeah, yeah I don't know out. who plays quarterback I was, for them. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a clue because when I looked at it, I was like, I don't hate Burmeister. Like, he does some shit every now and then that's like, it's not terrible. Um, but that's a problem because I had no idea that he's not here. That's what I'm saying. Don't listen to me. Um, I'm still taking Virginia Tech. Vegas knows something. Why is this only three and a half? I don't know. Um, Actually, Virginia Tech was favored. Minus two and a half at first. And it flip-flopped. Did he? Did Burmeister just leave? Well, they're also missing a couple defensive starters. But I don't know who, and I don't know how many. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. Maryland's getting 88% of the money. Yeah. There's sharp money on Maryland, too, though. I'm in that sharp money pool. I'm on Maryland. What do you mean? in the sharp money pool. I'm a sharp. 
Is that so? What do you pay extra for that? All right, I'm on Maryland. <laughs> Do I feel good about this? No. And it's because you got this guy back here. He'll play good. He'll play good. He'll play bad. You know? That's what I was saying. I think I might bet he's got the talent. both sides of every game. It's like he's a jokester, though. He wants to come out there and make it close, you know? He wants to. <laughs> a jokester. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're all on Maryland. Um, okay, Bam, which side would you lean? Give me Maryland. Okay. Right uh, with the boys. Cheese it Bowl, number 19, Clemson versus Iowa State. Iowa State is getting one point. Uh, Brees Hall opted out, and then the next leading rusher after Brees Hall. Take a guess. Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, their quarterback. Um Iowa State will have to throw the ball much more with the absence of Brees Hall. Um, I'm going to take the over 44, and I'm going to take Clemson minus one. I hate Brock Purdy. I hate that slow-ass, long-developing offense. I hope this game's played on turf. I don't even know where it is, but they always – they cut the grass. What bowl is it? Cheez-It Bowl. They keep the grass long over there in Iowa. Um, They're playing in Florida. Are they? Okay. Camping World Stadium. That's uh, isn't that? It's in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where, but uh, obviously we know DC Brent Venables is gone for Clemson, uh, so Dabo is kind of it's gonna be a little transition for his coaching staff. Figure out who's doing what. Um, I hate Dabo Sweeney too, though, so don't don't get that mistaken. But yeah, I'm gonna take Clemson minus one, and then uh, the over forty four. So which side are y'all leaning? Clemson. Okay. Without uh, Brees Hall, yeah, they're 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 so bad. Yeah, I mean it's you you become even with him they weren't they weren't playing very good this mm-hmm. year. So it's like you take away and you become what much more one dimensional. Like that, it, that's what I'm saying. The drop off from him is like yeah. alarming. They had no one else. It was they'll, just him. They'll try to did Matt Campbell end up staying there. Yeah. Okay. As far as I so, know. so um, he's a dumb bitch too though. Yeah, like, I don't I don't like their team at all. Um, they've they've shown that they can get scored on too, but this game will probably hit the under. What is it? Thanks. Forty four. Oh, you, you said the over. over. <laughs> oh yeah, that's way too low. It's at forty four. Actually, that's way too low. I thought it was gonna be like fifty two. So, Justin, which side are you leaning? <laughs> um, did Clemson lose their offensive coordinator as well? I believe so. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But who um, gives a shit? He sucked. Yeah. Uh, Maybe this next guy can figure yeah, it out. Now we can get some points on the board. I'm taking Clemson minus one as well. Um, yeah, losing Brees Hall was not good at all. And, um, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about this one. I feel like for Iowa State to be in this football game, they're going to have – the over would – the if Clemson doesn't cover the spread, the over is going to hit. So, um they're going to have to put some points up on the board, and they're going to have to do it by throwing the football. Brock Purdy's going to have to have a good day if they're if Iowa State's going to win this game. So um, I'm expecting this to be a little more high scoring than what Vegas thinks, and uh, the Clemson defense to prevail in the end and be able to hold Iowa State to lesser points than them. Bam, which side are you leaning? Clemson. Okay. Why is that? I always hate betting Clemson because <laughs> they fucking suck. 
But, Do you remember that time I bet Clemson against Florida State? No. The most miraculous cover there's ever been. <laughs> no, but. You don't remember this? Have you been sleeping under a rock? Nick said something like. Been grinding. I said you had a certain percentage. And yeah, you, and, and I you said were like, one in a million. You were like, fuck no. Yeah, and in my head, I'm like. Dude, they had the ball at the 40-yard line, and they fumbled it backwards 40-something yards. <laughs> in my head, I was like, one in a million. I said, I, And I was about to say it out loud, but the odds of you getting it were slim to none. Um, but I was about to be like. No, yeah. you did say it. I remember. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I, was I, like, was, and I doubled down. I said, no, it's it's one in a million. I'm done. Yeah, I was like, I would say it's. it's because I might have said it before. Um, like Clemson, I mean, Florida State was backed up on their own goal line, and then they ended up getting a big completion. Here, I'm going I'm sh- to show Bam uh, what happened. So you got to think scenario um, as soon as this fucking State Farm ad. Minus ends. nine and a half, Clemson. Yeah, so need Clemson by 10. Let's see. How long ago was this? This was this, this year? This season. Hold on. So, yeah, Clemson by 10. It's the last play for Florida State, so they're doing that back that schoolyard bullshit. Clemson's up four, no time left on the clock. At the 35-yard line, they start lateraling. Ball on the turf. He goes down right there, game over. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, I do remember Uh-oh. this. That was crazy. <laughs> the old scoop <laughs> get tossed into the end zone. Yeah, no, that was wild. Um, I could not imagine being on Florida State right there. I would be so pissed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, they were calling it like the worst beat of all time. So, yeah. But that's all it's like. It depends which side you're on. So, uh, But, yeah, so we're all on Clemson. I'm on the over 44. Um, come on, DJ Ongalele. Don't let me down. Uh, the Valero Alamo Bowl, number 14, Oregon taking on number 16, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, this is one of the tougher games to pick, in my opinion, as well, because who the fuck's playing, who's staying, who's going. Yeah, who's so, coaching, who's playing, yeah. who's, what's up with what. I think when, they have a good amount of opt-outs on both sides. So, Kingsbury – I mean, not Kingsbury. Um, fuck's his name. Lincoln Riley's gone. out, gone, gone out west. Um, and then Mario Cristobal – Going south. So, Oregon and Oklahoma both without their head coaches. Caleb Williams, is he opting out? What do you know? I would assume not if they're four and a half point favorites. I saw that he wasn't. No, he's got to be playing. Then give me Oklahoma minus four and a half. Um, I'm I'm sure Anthony, whatever the fuck, is playing for uh, Oregon, but I like Caleb Williams. So, Caleb Williams did us. uh, did us did us nicely. Um, so actually, yeah, Bob Stoops is going to be coaching for yeah, Oklahoma. Love that. Love that. Mark's son. Okay. Wasn't that Bob Stoops the one, or no? No. Wait, Bob Stoops. Bob's the one in the whole the thing. original. <laughs> I love that way more, <laughs> dude. He was the coach of the uh, Dallas the Dallas uh, Renegades. Was he? Was he? Well, he what? No, he was the coach of Oklahoma for like. Yeah, but then wasn't he the coach the when XFL? Adrian Peterson was there and shit? He was there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're saying almost. But then he went and coached in the XFL, didn't he? No idea. I, yeah, I think he might have. Uh, the majority of Mario Cristobal staff is going to follow uh, him to Miami. It is looking like uh, the D coordinator at Oregon is also out. He went to Texas Tech. Uh, the offensive coordinator took the job at Akron. I don't think they have a single coach left. So. 
Um, scratch that from the record because the staff plans to stay intact until after the bowl game. Fuck them. They're all looking <laughs> elsewhere. They're all trying to go somewhere else, and they're not worried about this bowl game. They got so, their bags packed. Um, but, yeah, Oregon hired the defensive coordinator of Georgia, Dan Lanning, to be the next head coach. So, um, Sorry to tell him, but it was uh, Kirby Smart that was running that defense. <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. <laughs> so, you know, uh, obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be out. Um, that's the biggest loss on either side. He's going to be a top-five draft pick in the NFL. Um, so, Oregon's also without their right tackle, who declared for the draft. Their wide receiver, Devin Williams, is out. Um, and then that's pretty much all I'm seeing right now, except DJ James, cornerback for Oregon, has entered the transfer portal. Um, and then we know Rattler's gone, but who gives a shit? So give me Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma as well. Um, dude, Be it's really hard to take Oregon here just because of the way that their season ended, you know? Yeah, getting they were supposed to be able to play Utah close, and they weren't. And then you look at um, you look at Oklahoma, man. Their losses, they lost to good teams, Baylor and um, Oklahoma State. Yes. So those were the top two teams in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma was just right behind both of those teams. So, um, now I like Oklahoma here. Okay, Justin, which side are you leaning? I'm on Oklahoma too. Minus four and a half and the over, 16 and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, both teams are going to be without their head coach. And then Bob Stoops coaching. I mean, that's – as an Oklahoma player, you're you're feeling like, man, like we can't lose this one, you know. Like yeah. we have a Hall of Fame coach coming back and he's coaching us for one game, you know. But um, I also did see that Oregon will be without All-American linebacker Kayvon Pittman. Mm, I don't know. Never heard of him. Really? Kayvon Pittman? Yeah. You sure not Kayvon Thibodeau? I could have fucked it up. But <laughs> anyway. Do you mean, um? what about Sewell? Is he playing? I think he's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's playing. He's fucking good, too. Um, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming Thibodeau. Yeah. Uh, Pittman might be the cornerback then. Michael Pittman? Oh. Uh, I see DJ James. All right. Well, I don't know who these players are, Scotty but uh, <laughs> or who they play for. But uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, so Give me Oklahoma. You're all, we're all three on Oklahoma. You're on the over. Bam. Which side are you leaning? I would take Oklahoma. Bo Nix got too much real estate in the Oregon QB's head. <laughs> He's gonna try to do too much, try to prove <laughs> something, but it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> who? Bo Nix. For Oregon? He's transferring to Oregon. And you think he's stepping in and playing in the bowl no, game dude. right away? I'm saying the quarterback. Oh, he's saying the, he's saying the, 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 the current quarter. quarterback. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he's being like, <laughs> what is that? I don't know. That scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> the chair just break? Yes. the hell? <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, I don't I'll know, add this man. one. I'll add this one. I thought you were telling me that you thought Bo Nix was about to suit up. No. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying because he's, he's so he's so bad that he's going to fuck him up mentally just yeah. from when they see that he's transferred. Fade him regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Fade him regardless. <laughs> yeah. Weak minds don't make plays. All right, so there you go. That is our picks for college football uh, bowl week two. 
We will recap very quickly and then move on to the NFL. Uh, spirits are low over here on this side of the table. So um, we'll see. See if we can turn it around this week. Uh, give me North Texas plus two and a half. Give me UCF plus seven. Give me the under in Memphis and Hawaii under 55 and a half. And give me Hawaii plus eight and a half on the island. Give me Ball State plus six. Give me Western Michigan minus six and a half. This is my lock of the week. And the under 56. Give me Boston College minus three. Give me... Auburn minus two and a half and the under 52 in the Birmingham Bowl. Give me Air Force plus one. Give me the Mississippi State Bulldogs minus nine and a half and the under 59 and a half in the Liberty Bowl. I'm taking the over 59 and a half in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. I don't know who came up with that name. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Give me Minnesota minus four and a half in the over 45. Give me Virginia minus two and a half in Bronco Mendenhall's final game as the head coach and the under 71. It's just too many points. It'll be 95 points scored in that fucking game. Give me Maryland minus three and a half. It was always Maryland in the pinstripe bowl. Give me Clemson minus one, the over 44 in the cheese it bowl and Oklahoma minus four and a half in the Valero Alamo bowl. I don't know how many picks that is, but that's a lot. And I'll add more if I have to. So, Nick? Um, Frisco Football Classic presented by Ryan. <laughs> I'm going with... <laughs> what? <laughs> by uh, Ryan or Ryan's? Ryan. Who the fuck's Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Ryan? Beats me. Seacrest? That's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I don't know what the I'm fuck on, going on. I'm on Miami of Ohio. <laughs> Minus two and a half. Damn it. Um, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I'm going with um, Gasparilla. Florida. Florida minus seven. Okay. The Hawaii Bowl, it's easy. Hawaii plus eight and a half. The Tax Act Camellia Bowl. Ball State plus six. The Quick Lane Bowl, I'm going with Western Michigan minus six and a half. The Military Bowl, I'm taking East Carolina plus three. The Birmingham Bowl, I'm going with Auburn minus two and a half. The Serve Pro, Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, I'm going with Air Force plus one and a half as my lock. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl, I'm going with Mississippi State minus nine and a half. <laughs> the Holiday Bowl, I'm going with UCLA plus one and a half. Jesus. I know, it's a the lot. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, I'm going with... The West Virginia versus Minnesota over 45. And then on the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, I'm going with Virginia minus two and a half. Uh, Maryland at Virginia Tech, I'm taking Maryland minus three and a half. I'm going with Clemson minus one. And then in the Alamo Bowl, I'm going to take Oklahoma minus four and a half. Okay. Justin. That's it. Uh, Frisco Bowl taking North Texas plus three against Miami of Ohio Gasparilla Bowl UCF plus seven against Florida Hawaii Bowl Memphis minus eight and a half against Hawaii Camellia Bowl Ball State plus six against Georgia State and the under 51 Quick Lane Bowl Western Michigan minus six and a half 
Military Bowl, ECU plus three against Boston College. Um, Birmingham Bowl, Houston and Auburn under 52. First Responders Bowl, Louisville and Air Force over 55. Liberty Bowl, Texas and Mississippi State over 59 and a half. Holiday Bowl, UCLA and NC State over 59 and a half. And that's my lock of the week. Guaranteed Rate Bowl. West Virginia and Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota minus four and a half. Fenway Bowl, SMU and Virginia under at 71 and a half. Unders don't hit in the morning. Pinstripe Bowl, Maryland minus three and a half against VTech. Wait. What? You mean overs don't overs hit, don't hit, in, hit the in the morning? morning. <laughs> What'd I say? Unders don't Is hit it, in yeah. the morning? Which game was that? God damn it. Yeah. Which game was that? SMU and Virginia. Overs don't hit in the morning. Under no. 71? Yeah. But he said unders don't hit in the morning. Yeah. Overs do not hit at 10 a.m. But he meant overs. Unders do hit. Under. But I'm on the under, and he just said that unders don't hit. I know, but he totally made a mistake when he said yeah, that. He meant overs Why'd you say that? <laughs> was that like an accident, or what? did something take control of your body? It was an accident. I mean, Did you feel like anything in... <laughs> Your spine when you said it that? felt like I'm <laughs> now been I reading like, a lot of words. Now and, I feel like I need to go to the over. Dude, uh, we're trying to figure out if that was actually you that said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm coming off of a five and eleven week, and that's what you're gonna do. Nick's saying like, "Oh yeah, that's that's way too many." Or that's he said the over's a good bet, and or no no no, you said yeah, this game will definitely go under. And I'm yeah. like, okay, great, I'm on the over. So y'all are all both trying to sabotage me, so. <laughs> Fuck me. Go ahead. Continue. All right. Cheese at Bowl, Clemson minus one against Iowa State and Alamo Bowl, Oregon and Oklahoma. I'm taking Oklahoma minus four and a half and over at 60 and a half. Okay. And your lock is what? Um, in the Holiday Bowl, UCLA and NC State over 59 and a half. Okay. That's right. All right, Bam. Give us your four main ones because those are the ones you felt best about. Am I right? That is correct. <laughs> That's cool. It was actually two that I felt good about, but uh, you said it was four. Georgia State minus six versus Ball State. That is my lock. Oh, your other two were NFL. Yeah, gotcha. But I did take other college games. Okay, okay. So Georgia State minus six is my lock. I got Memphis minus eight and a half. Give me Western Michigan minus seven. Air Force Louisville under fifty five and a half. Minnesota minus four and a half and Oklahoma minus four and a half. All right. All right. That is our picks for week two of uh, bowl season. I saw week one going a little better in my head. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't, if I didn't feel that way. So if I said I didn't feel that way. So um, the good news is I don't see week two going very well at all. So that could be good. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I don't. I have. I got nothing more. So, all right. NFL. We'll recap. Give you our picks, and then we'll uh, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Thursday night, I had the Chargers, and then also the Chargers and Chiefs over fifty two. So we got the over. Chargers plus three. Uh, Chargers got inside the five yard line. I want to say three times and didn't score. Um, on those three. So. Uh, I can't remember what they had. What was it? Was it overtime loss? No. Yep. Was it overtime? Yeah, the Chiefs won the toss and scored. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Chargers, um, 
that's right. It was looking like it was looking like worst case scenario. We at least just push. Uh, Chiefs win by three in overtime. Um, but no, they get the they win the toss and then go down, score a touchdown to win. Chargers had all the opportunity in the world to win this football game and could not do it. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Colts minus two and a half on Saturday. Uh, they beat the Patriots and cover the spread in the process. Giants plus ten and a half. Um, yeah, Daniel Jones is done for the year. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Um, I knew he wasn't more than likely wasn't going to play, but I don't even think it was ever like up in the air as a possibility. So, uh, but with that being said, plus ten and a half, they were inside the fifteen yard line with Jake Fromm's dumbass. Had like four opportunities at the end zone, couldn't get it. If they get it, we cover the sp- we cover the spread. Um, but couldn't do it. Titan- it was still close. Yeah, it was it w- still close even without him. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, Giants getting points at home is a- always a good bet, especially getting double digits. So, uh, if Jake Fromm wasn't a, a a dumbass bitch, then we would have covered those points. Um, Titans minus one and a half. Titans fumbled or turned the ball over three times in like six plays. Um absolutely allowed the Steelers to come back into the game and win the game. So fuck the Titans, basically. Uh, Ravens plus four and a half was my lock of the week. This was before Lamar Jackson got ruled out of the game. Uh, the the line quickly inflated to nine. Um, Ravens had a chance to win this outright with a two-point conversion there at the end. I fucking love that Harbaugh went for two um, because make it or miss it. We're covering the we're covering the points, so I'll, I'll rather miss it. And then Packers just had to recover an onside kick, kneel it, uh, bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. That was my lock of the week. Uh, Ravens, Huntley's not bad. Poor man's Lamar Jackson, but still pretty damn good. I like that Harbaugh asked his guys and said, "What do you want to do? Do y'all want to go to overtime, or do you want to try to win it now?" They said, "Let's win it now." He said, "All right, let's go." Couldn't get it done. Play call was dumb as fuck, but. Uh, I, I'm running the ball there. If it's me, I'm doing a, uh, I, I'm doing either a, a quarterback option. Uh, no way am I fucking rolling out to the right, trying to throw it to the corner of the end zone. Uh, well, was it a fade route to Mark Andrews? No, yeah, it wasn't those a fade. Rollouts are always covered. It was wasn't a, a fade. Route. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like a slant front side. No, no, to the corner, like yeah, right corner. next to the pylon, the yeah. front pylon. Yeah, the front one, not not back corner. Um. But yeah, regardless, we covered the four and a half. It's my lock of the week. I went three and five on the week due to the five comes from two late ads, which if the goddamn Chargers just cover the spread, then I'm four and two as opposed to three and three, and I'm not adding any other games. But what we added the Raiders minus three. They went by two because Derek Carr is a dumb bitch. And then we add, I don't even fucking know who the other one was, but it wasn't a good pick. It was a bad Bears. pick. Bears. Fucking shot themselves in the foot every chance they got. If I'm a Bears fan, I'm not encouraged. I'm not encouraged. Justin Fields looks like a fucking idiot. The screen pass, he pump faked a screen pass and then took a sack and fumbled. Luckily, he recovered it. You throw the screen pass either to your guy or at his feet. You dumb bitch. So three and five on the week for me. Thank you. Uh, Nick, you had three plays. Um, The Chiefs minus three, they won... By six in overtime. The Bengals plus one and a half. This game was very low scoring. The Bengals ended up winning by, I think, five. It might have been 15 to 10, something a weird score like that. Mm-hmm. It was 15 to 10, yeah. Um, The Dolphins, minus eight and a half is my lock. The Dolphins pick won six by city. seven. Yeah, that pick six cost us. Um, the, Well, the Jets got out to an early lead in this yeah. one. They're up 10 nothing. 
Yeah, they they got out to lead, but the Dolphins fought back, and it kind of it honestly looked like they were going to cover, but they didn't um, because it was my lock. And if you know anything about my locks, they just don't cover. <laughs> so the biggest question here is: Should I tr- start trying to lose my locks? Just so everyone can keep fading me because I'm on uh, 20% on locks this year in the NFL. Yeah. Or should I just keep trying to win them and y'all keep fading me? But I have a feeling if I keep trying to win them, I'm going to start winning some. What do y'all want me to do? You do whatever you want. Y'all want me to try to lose them? No, just do what you're doing. All right. Whichever one you feel best about, make it your I'm going to try to lose them so I might win them. No, you should just keep yeah, doing Yeah, I think doing. just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm three and twelve. That's twenty percent. I hit one every five. No, yeah, that's not very good. Um, that's the only thing I can hang my hat on currently is that I'm ten and five in my locks of the week. Um, so Justin, you had three plays. It was the three games that we went over. Chiefs Chargers yeah. over. That one was never in doubt. Colts minus two and a half on a Saturday was a good pick, and then Bengals plus one and a half. Were they at home? Um, no, Mm-mm. on the road. Yeah, who'd they play? The Broncos. Bridgewater yeah. got hurt. Yeah, that's right. He got fucking away. carted off. Like Took his face mask off. Yeah, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up. These players getting knocked out. Yeah. Strange, huh? They're weak. I think they need to check the helmets because what his name dropped a touchdown. He didn't even get hit by anybody. Parnum. But then he did got knocked out. He said, oh, I'm all right. He's posting pictures in the hospital. Yeah, well, you could have caught it. <laughs> so... Like his is I'm the not weirdest. All right. Bridge, at first, when I saw Bridgewater, I was like, I "Can't believe he just because he's not moving." You know, he got knocked out, but then he got hit kind of hard into the ground. But his, well, he just fell backwards. It's like, yeah, that's strange. It's because they're all vegans. They need now. to check the. Yeah, it probably is. They don't have enough iron. <laughs> yeah. Do you think well, that's it? I have no idea. Could be. Um, couldn't tell you. So you went two and one. Justin went three and zero. Oh. So that brings me to forty eight, forty nine, and one. If I did that math correct, I was one game over 500. Now I'm one game under 500. Correct? Yeah. It's good. No, it's not. 48, 49, and 1. 10 and 5 in my locks of the week. That brings Nick to 35 and 46. Uh, 3. What does that say? I'm 3 and 12. Uh, that I'm just keeping it to, to myself. Huh? It didn't get updated on there, but okay, I'm so 3 and 12. 3, 12, and 1. And his locks of the week. Um, yeah, it's not very good. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep bringing attention to the fact that I'm ten and five in my locks of the week. Uh, Justin is thirty nine and twenty one, and then eleven and four in his locks of the week. So we turn our attention to another week of NFL with Saturday games and the Thursday night game being. Um, the 49ers going on the road to take on the Tennessee Titans. Niners are getting three points as a road favorite. Bam, I'm going to let you go first because you've been on fire lately. I did not take this one. We always take the Thursday game, Bam. And give me the Niners. Minus three. Why is that? Who would you say they were playing? This is, supposed to, <laughs> this is supposed to be your forte. You're an NFL guy. I am an NFL guy. Okay. They're playing the Titans. Okay, the Titans are as Ryan Tannehill <laughs> – Certified bum. Julio Jones, certified bum. Just all around bums. Okay. 49ers. Jimmy G got Kittle back a couple weeks ago. This is a pretty easy game. Okay. What about Debo Samuel? You don't Debo like Samuel is 
the savior of my fantasy football team. <laughs> I think Elijah Mitchell's out. He is out. Give me the Titans. Home team getting points. Give me the Titans. Hold on to the football. Hold on to the ball. So, yeah. Which side are y'all on? I'm on Titans plus three. Let's see where the money's at. Nick, which side are you leaning? Um, San Francisco. Okay. I want to bet the Titans. I think that it, it's a bet that makes sense. Um, just because San Francisco's hot, the Titans have struggled. It seems like this is probably a game where, you know, the Titans really kind of, they're 9-5, and five, so, but they've lost like three or four out of their last five. Money Money's on Tennessee. Very small amount of yeah. sharp money on uh, so, the Niners. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Niners, even though I, I don't think that Tennessee's a bad bet here. Home team getting points. But it's just Tennessee hasn't shown anything, and they're going against a good defensive team who can who tries to run the ball, and then they they've been playing well on third down. So I'm gonna go with the Niners. Yeah, so but you, you love that home team getting points thing. Have you? Yeah, you should. Have as you well. done the math on how many times those hit? Uh, bet it's a good bit. I mean, I don't know. I was just wondering. No, I haven't done it, but I, I I would I would hang my hat on that in the NFL, the home team getting points is is a good bet. Um. Unless one of y'all would disagree, uh, I feel like I've lived or died by that with the with the Giants this year. And I mean, I think like if you could really pay attention and you like, let's say you were gonna take the NFL season and bet not every home team getting points, but that's like the bets you took were only home teams getting mm-hmm. points. You probably, if you were paid attention to NFL, you probably would end up going over five hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. I would think so. Um I mean, it obviously doesn't always happen, but where was the Chargers game? That was in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's another home team getting points. And, I mean, fucking three times inside the five-yard line and you come away with zero points because your coach doesn't want to kick a goddamn field goal. Um, same thing with, with the Ravens. Home team getting points. Yeah. Four and a half, went all the way up to nine. Um, and damn near won the game outright. So, yeah, it, it's hard for me to not take – because – the Titans are not as good as what we thought they were going to be this year, and they're not as good as what they were last year, obviously without Derrick Henry. But I feel like Foreman's shown that he can run the ball uh, competently enough. If they don't fumble, if they don't turn the ball over three times in three drives, like it, it just completely let Pittsburgh back into it. And one of them was like it was a pass, like a little fucking, I don't even know what it was, fucking five and in, and just right off his hand, straight up in the air. Dude's in the perfect position for it. So it wasn't like a great play by the defense. That that one was kind of unfortunate. Um, And then some fumbles along the way. So protect the ball. And then I want to say they're very – I I don't know the exact statistic, but I want to say like they're one of the best teams in the red zone since Tannehill's been there, like far and away. So – I can't remember the exact statistic, but I want to say it might be like top three in the league since mm-hmm. he's been there. So uh, that's that's big, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, San Francisco without their leading rusher, they're going to be running Debo out of the backfield again, so that takes away a receiver. Um, yeah, give me the Titans getting points at home on a Thursday. So yeah, I think this is Mitchell's fourth straight game out yeah. with a knee injury. And he's got 800 rushing yards. Yeah. So it's like he would have almost surely been over uh, – over a thousand on the year, so it's a good good rookie season for the running back out of UL. Um, Saturday games, anybody taking any? I yeah, one. Oh, you can go. 
Go ahead. I'm going to take the Cardinals minus one. Is there any big COVID with them? Uh, no, but DeAndre The line Hopkins. moved around. Yeah, yeah. I know he's, I he's, know out. he's out. But, um, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Cardinals after dropping two in a row. They're playing a really good Colts team, but um, I think the defense steps up here for them, and I think their offense is good enough to score. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you, and I've been on the Colts all year. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to jump on the Colts after seeing what happened with the Cardinals the last couple weeks. I feel like – I feel like I feel like a lot of people are going to look at this and think like Cardinals are it's two teams moving in two different directions, but it's still it's the Cardinals. It's not. I feel like this is a good opportunity that at home they should be at least three point favorites. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, and it sounds like you're going Colts. I am on the Colts. Okay, this team in football right now. You and ninety five percent of the uh, other money. Or love on, to hear that. Or on the Colts. You should hate <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> that should well, be the last thing you want to hear. I just think, I don't know, Colts, I mean, yeah, the Colts are just balling out these last couple weeks. Their record, they need to win a couple more games in order to have a chance of making the playoffs. Um, Do you know why you don't want to go with the money? At least my interpretation of why you wouldn't want to go with the money. Um, I just think Cardinals are on a spiral down. They okay. ball out at the beginning of the season, they get a good record, and then they slowly fall off. I mean, they've clinched a playoff spot already, right? Yeah. They're still um, fighting. They're still f- I don't know if they necessarily have because their division's pretty good. Um, no, they haven't <laughs> clinched anything because – And they're still going to – they're not going to stop because they want the number one overall they seed. They have 10 wins. There's only – only the first seed gets the bye week, right, this year. Yeah. So yeah. – they're, they're still going to be a free-for-all to try to get that last. Did they lose to the Packers? That, that was the when we were at the Dave Chappelle show. What was the outcome of that game? Okay, they lost to the Packers because uh, there Aaron was the Jones. A.J. Green not turning around. That's right. right. That's right. All that. We were on the Packers. A.J. Um, Green's been playing really well lately. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Green never – like, he fell off a little bit, but just because of injuries. I mean, he's still a, a pretty damn good receiver. Um It'll be interesting to see how he does, though, with the absence of Hopkins, even though Hopkins had just come back. Um, when Hopkins is playing, obviously that takes a lot of the attention off of A.J. Green, so it makes his job a little bit easier. But, yeah, um, my interpretation of why you don't want to go with the money is because, I mean, do you feel like it's rigged? I don't really think it's rigged. I just think anything can happen. And I just got to roll with the team that's hot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not asking for your politically right, correct reason on why you're rolling with the Colts. I'm just saying. If people say all the time that they think that Vegas rigs the games and all of that. So, I mean, if there's 95% there's of the games. money, if there's 95% of the money on the Colts, who do you think Vegas wants to win? Obviously the Cardinals, but. Why is that? So they make more money. <laughs> the money no. game. But so they, yeah, so they don't lose all their money. But Colts are fighting for that playoff spot. Don't think this game will be rigged. I think it's just anything can anything can happen in the NFL. I mean, we saw the Lions beat the actual piss out of the Cardinals last week. Were the Lions at home? Um, yes. Always bet the home team. Well, I'm still on the Colts. I already yeah. threw the bet in. All right, Justin, are you on this game? No, I'm not. But I like it. Why? Why do you feel like you should avoid going with the money? I don't think it's rigged, but I think um, you've been saying it's rigged for years. Well, 
yeah, on the it show. Could be, it could be. The NFL is certainly rigged. I've you've said it for but years, and I've always said. I don't know if it's a necessarily a betting thing, like have to do with uh being able to handicap them is why it's rigged. I just think there's like hidden agendas in the NFL. But, yeah, I've always said. Um, I, don't, I don't think you can blatantly rig one. You can try to influence in that direction but i've also always said if it's rigged find out which side it's rigged on and bet that side it's that if you think you're gonna like this is one of the main things that i would say about trying to like sports better handicap games is that the best way to do it is to pick a minimum amount because the best handicappers in the world are are the sports books you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. they have more information and they consider everything when they come up with the line Mm mm-hmm and then they can manipulate the line as well. So they're not in the business of paying 95% of the money to anybody on any given game. And they're going to win mo- most of those games that have 95% of the money. A majority of those, Vegas is going to win in, in that situation just yeah. because they're, they, they have the advantage. And it's on the underdog. So it's on the team that Vegas doesn't think is going to win. Mm-hmm. And you've got ninety, so sixty-seven percent of the bets, but ninety-five percent of the money is on Indianapolis. So, um, good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right. So there is another Saturday game. Are either one of y'all on it? Um, yes. Are you Browns and Packers? I'm not. Oh. I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. All right, then y'all give somebody give me their next one. Sunday, you want to go, Bam? Yeah. So this is actually my lock. Okay. Uh, Lions versus Falcons. Give me the under forty-four. Uh, I look at this as a shit bowl of the NFL. I just don't think the Lions. The Lions are going to be the Lions. They have a couple games where they're. It's a fluke. They put up a lot of points. They beat good teams, but I feel like they played down to their competition, and the Falcons are not that good. So I think I actually see forty two and a half now. Really? Yeah. I got it at forty four. Okay. Um that seems incredibly low. That is low. For have Nick? you looked at the Saints and Dolphins over under? No, I have it's not. Like thirty five or something? Yeah, it's thirty eight. What? Yeah. It's crazy. What? I mean Saints got the best defense in the league. Hmm. Those are some fucking low totals. Yeah. I get, I mean, the Lions just put in 30 on Arizona. And then, I mean, obviously the Falcons suck. But um, but Matt Ryan at home, I don't know. That That's pretty goddamn low. Um, but I do like that the line moved in my favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that is my lock, and that is my last NFL play. Okay. Of the week. So you're scared. Um, is Jared Goff playing? Why would he not? Says he's on COVID. Huh. Yeah, dude, this is such a fucking difficult week, too, because everybody's got goddamn COVID. Um, I mean, that would help you if you don't. What? I hope that motherfucker got COVID. Yeah, I don't Quite know. Quite frankly, the backup's pretty damn good. Who is it? I forget. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who it is. Um, all right. What is your first one? Do you have one? Me? Yeah. Well, I've already given two. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have another one? Um, yeah, I'll give it. I mean, first one. one. First one Sunday. Um, 
I'm going to go with, um, what's up with Washington? What do you mean? Are they going to survive? Is Heineke still out? Yeah, is he coming back? No idea. I don't know. Well, I saw they played the Eagles close last week. What was the final score? They did that with a third-string quarterback. They lost by 10, so they didn't cover. Yeah. Looking like they were they were up 10 at one point, so. All right, I'm going to go um, Baltimore-Cincinnati. I'm going to go over 45. Baltimore I like and that. Cincinnati. That's a good one. Huh. Lock. It's your lock? Yeah. I feel like the trend here has been a lot of uh, – so I'm going – I'm going to fade the trend here because Cincinnati, they've – it's been some low-scoring affairs in their past few games. And then Baltimore, you can look at uh, – it was kind of low. Last week was an exception. But – um. Yeah, they put in thirty. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the over here. I'm gonna take the over as well. Um, after Tom Brady's bad game, Joe Burrow's got the highest QBR in the league. Um, so that's impressive. Very quiet game from Jamar Chase. So uh, look for a little bounce back game from Jamar. Dude's too damn good to have another week of a one catch for three yards. So. Worries me with Huntley a little bit. Um, I know Lamar. I hope Lamar's back because fuck, I need him for fantasy. Uh, well, this is an important game for this is for first yeah, place. So yeah. if he if he's it's a sprained ankle, go, I think will, he'll probably go. Yeah. So, um, and they need to get back on track. They need to get some type of something going. So they're in the midst of a three game losing streak. So you definitely don't want to make it four. Um. So yeah, I'll take the over. 45 as well. Um, all right, Justin, what is your next one? Um, I'm on another over. Um, don't absolutely love it, but I'm taking the Seahawks and Bears over at 42 and a half. Ugh, I can't yeah. fucking do it. I hate that goddamn Justin Fields, son of a bitch. Um, but Russell Wilson does throw the prettiest deep ball in the league, so. He's good, and his wife's pretty. Yeah, his she, wife is she, pretty, she, and she I mean the fucking well. Seahawks have to put it together. I mean, no, yeah, they definitely will not do that. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can't score a lot. So they are. I mean, they're fucked. They're not making the playoffs or anything like that. He's mm-hmm. out, he's out of there. He's leaving. Um, Pete Carroll's gone. That or he might die. Um, he might dye his hair black. Yeah, or he might just die. Um. What do you think about Tampa? 10-point favorites on the road against Carolina. I thought about writing that one. And I'm not going to take it, but it's They said it's um, Newton's going to start, but then Darnold's going to play, too. Which is so weird. That's a recipe <laughs> yeah. for a disaster. When I heard that, that's what I was like, okay. And then after what just happened with Tampa, this could be a fucking open it up, uh, yeah. open it up game for Tampa. And they um, said they don't know how much Darnold's going to play or when he's going to play. Is yeah, Fournette that just means play? when Cam fucks up. Yeah. Uh, that almost would make me want to take Tampa first half because that's like, okay, they know Cam's going to fuck up. So he's going to fuck up in the first half, and then Darnold's going to come in. So um, I know the loss of Godwin's tough, but Antonio Brown's now back. They they forgave him magically for the faking the COVID vaccination card. Um, just so happened they forgave him when they're leading receiver towards ACL. So. They said, you know what? Actually, on second thought, we're not as mad as we just were. So um, I'm going to stay away from it, but that's one that I would definitely consider. So if 
If you held a gun to my head, I would take uh, I would take Tampa with the points. Um, I don't really love anything else. Currently, I have three picks. Uh, yeah, I'm just rolling with three this week again. I, part of me wants to get crazy here, and um, uh, give me the Jets. I'm gonna pick them. Yeah, good bet. Kent Jacksonville. Yep. Give me the Jets and a pick them. Um, I like Robert Sala. I, I I definitely think that he uh can be an above average head coach, defensive guy. I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence. I haven't believed him even when he was at Clemson. They babied him. He threw all those baby throws to the sidelines. Uh, his coach is out of there because he's cheating on his wife. Uh, the the owner Shad Khan. Dude's a disgrace of an owner. Jacksonville sucks. Trevor Lawrence sucks. The Jets are one of those teams that they're going to continue to play hard. Like I said, I like Robert Sala. Zach Wilson sucks. <laughs> Let's be honest. But maybe he won't suck this week. So that's my uh, that's my pep talk. Jacksonville's owners are crook. <laughs> Billy football last week. He goes, yeah, Zach Wilson, uh, you know, I believe in him. I think he could uh, do something. <laughs> and it was like, good analysis there, Billy. And then, so, are y'all on the Saints under? Is that what y'all said? No, I'm not on it. No. God, I want to take that over so bad. Because it's like, Miami's rolling. Six straight wins? Yeah. Yeah. It is like, it was like nine points last game. Yeah, it's like we're not. Yeah, give me the over. We're the new. Give me like, the over. Give me the over. Give me the. We're over. the new army, though. <laughs> we I, do. We still have Malcolm Perry on the team. I don't you can go know. Navy style. Um. Yeah, give me Saints, Miami, over thirty-eight and a half. Um. Fuck it, Jets are my lock of the week. Um. All right, how many more do y'all have? I have two more. All right, Nick, how many? You're done? Yeah. All right, Justin, give us both of yours. Um, well, since we're on Monday night, taking the Saints minus three against the Dolphins, I'll okay. be at the game. Uh, wear black if you're going. <laughs> that's what Sean Payton said. Well, that's what everything said. Saints Twitter account, all of that. Yeah, so we're black. black. It's a blackout. And then for my lock of the week, it's going to be the Bills plus two and a half against the Patriots. Huh. Um, last time the Bills and Patriots played, Patriots won 14 to 10, and the Bills have been sucking. So I think they'll turn it around, and I think they'll win this game as Is, well. Are they so, at home? I no, New England. Don't know. If they were at home, I'd take the Bills. I, I do think it's a good spot for the Bills, especially they're going to have bulletin board material after the last game where Mac Jones threw three times, but it was a weather game. Like Everybody keeps putting so much into that. It was a weather game. So the recipe for success, I mean, the the, the, the weather called for what you needed to do. So, um, But the, they're going to be fired up. The Poyer and all of them at the press conference getting mad at the reporter for asking questions about if they should be embarrassed. They're going to be fired up. They're going to be ready to go. So that's probably a good bet. I'm not going to take it, but I would lean that side. So, um, Bam, do you have any more that you like? I do not. Okay. I'll go ahead and recap mine real quick, and then we will go around the table and call it a day because we are over two hours. 
Uh, on Thursday, Titans plus three. Uh, Saturday, give me Arizona minus one. Give me the Baltimore-Cincinnati over 45. Give me the Jets and a pick em. That's my lock of the week. And then on Monday night, give me the Saints-Miami over 38 and a half. Please, God. San Francisco 49ers minus three. Arizona Cardinals minus one. Baltimore Ravens-Cincinnati Bengals over 45. Lock of the week. Justin? Um... Thursday night, Titans plus three against the 49ers. Seahawks and Bears over at 42.5. Monday night, Saints minus three against the Dolphins. And my lock of the week is the Bills plus 2.5 against the Patriots. All right, Bam, let us hear it. All right, I got the 49ers minus three. Mm-hmm. I got the Colts plus one versus the Cardinals. And my lock of the week is the Lions-Falcons under 44. All righty. There you go. That is our NFL picks for whatever week it is. A lot of COVID going on. Um, Will there be cancellations? Who knows? So we we shall see. Um, Yeah. Got anything to say before we go? Yabba-dabba-doo! Justin? Good luck, everybody. Bam. Let's have a motherfucking week. You heard me. Episode 99 of Big Easy Brats is brought to you by Prediction Strike. Go download the app or go to the website www.predictionstrike.com. Use the promo code Big Easy Bets, all one word. They will match your free athlete share of $20 or more. If you have an athlete that you think is about to have a big week, go buy stock, buy low, sell high. Promo code Big Easy Bets, all one word. Straight to the bank. I need to have a good week. If I don't, you might never hear from me ever again. So, y'all have a good one. Who that? Wait,